0: and welcome to the game by show. Ooh, I like that lilt. Do you like that? I do. Guys, it's the podcast night. It's Wednesday. Actually, it's Thursday. But, hey, it's Wednesday.
1: You gotta be Wednesday,
0: baby. November the 20th. Just kidding, it's the 21st. And we're here to record the show. My name's LeGrand Jolly, joined by Jeremy Lamont and Dale Jones. Hey, we have a cadence going right now. We have a a Mm. rhythm,
2: the rhythm of the night.
1: Cadence of Harul. Oh, dude. It's a good game. Hey, that got
0: nominated for the Keelys. Yeah, it did. Did you see that? I
2: did. I, I did voted see that. for it. Yeah, Best Music, I think it was. You know, I don't even know what music was good this year. We should probably figure that out. Cadence any... of Hyrule. Please. Yeah, I guess it was.
0: Clearly. <laughs> I, I saw like, I was going through the Keelys and I was seeing like, Hey, Death Stranding got nominated for every category somehow. Weird.
2: Yeah. Guess everybody was playing Death Stranding when this. Uh,
0: Jeff Keighley's in! Got nominated for every category. <laughs> Strange that. Collusion. <laughs> you think?
1: Quid pro quo. Anyway. <laughs>
0: oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Dale's gonna bring politics into this.
2: Dale just wants accountability in journalism, he just wants ethics in games. That's right, journalism.
0: exactly. Gamergate all over again. Uh, Yeah, guys, it's a Wednesday, Thursday show. Let's get straight to it. What do you think? Yeah. Any anything, any any uh, any news or any uh, orders of business we need to discuss?
1: No, I'm just. Uh, I totally called that nude Half-Life game. That nude Half-Life game?
0: Yep. Dude, there, there will be nude mods. I guarantee it.
1: Uh, well, so many people will be playing that nude anyway. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, well, it's I- the only way? I mean, VR is a. Uh, you get all hot and sweaty playing VR. The, the downside is
2: it doesn't really work that you know, with that way where you technically VR, like you could be around other people naked and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter because I'm in VR. Well no, actually everybody around you is inflicted with your nakedness.
1: But that's a good way to clear out space for your VR.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Not gonna run into anybody with that.
1: Come on kids, let's get out of here.
0: Well, I think I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about that on Sunday, right? You will. There would be. Right, Jeremy? A follow-up to last week's discussion, perhaps?
2: Yeah, maybe where I said that there was never going to be any other Half-Life
0: games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that one did not age You guys ever been to that subreddit, Aged Like Milk? You ever been to that subreddit?
1: That's about what I got. That's
0: basically our podcast last week. It's already Aged Like Milk. Again,
1: I called Half-Life. Yeah, anyway.
0: I'm excited, but we'll talk about it on Sunday. We will. But for today, we're going to talk about video games, and I guess I will start since I got a VR game to talk about since, Ooh. uh, oh, yeah.
2: Timely. I talked about the VR game last week. I'm passing the baton.
0: Did you? Yeah, Did you talk, talk about VR last week? Yeah, I
2: talked about Autica, remember?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I've got a game that's, I guess, kind of like Autica, but not like Autica. Okay. Nautica. I don't know. Maybe it's like Autica. It's not. It's Nautica. called Snodica. No, it's not. Uh, I played a game that came out this month, even. This is a recent game. It's called Pistol Whip.
1: Mm, pistol oh, I heard of this. I heard Whip.
2: of this, too. It's, uh, yeah, not as good as uh, Pistol Mayonnaise. Did I make that joke already?
0: Uh, I don't think so. It was pretty pretty damn good. <laughs> yes, nailed it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so Pistol Whip is a VR game. It's out for the Steam. It's on Steam as well as... I'm playing on the Oculus Quest, which means I bought it on the Oculus Quest store. I believe it's... uh. Across by with other Oculus devices, so that's the weird thing about the Oculus is that some games you'll you have to buy like a version for the Quest and a version for the Oculus Rift, and other games you just have to buy for
1: you buy once
0: and you and you get both right. Right. This is one of those where you get both. I believe it's also on Steam for like Steam VR people, which is everyone in about I don't know five months or so. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but anyway um so Pistol Whip is a game that I'm going to th- go out on a limb and I'm going to make a uh charged a comment that people may d- or may not disagree with but I'm going to say that Pistol Whip is better than Beat Saber and maybe the best game on VR so far Whoa. that I've played Uh oh. I put more time into Pistol Whip than I have Beat Saber by far um Excuse there's other you VR
1: whipped us out
0: That's right. There's other VR games that I've played, but Pistol Whip is the one that I keep, like I just want to play it like every night, like every day I've been putting some time into Pistol Whip and that's, it's hard to say that about many VR games at this point. Uh, Aside from Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 7 was the best, it's still the best VR thing, sorry. Resident Evil 7 is the best VR thing ever. And this is a very close second. It's better than Beat Saber in my opinion. All right, Mostly because it doesn't, it's much more than just wagging your arms around so basically, for me to describe Pistol Whip, you need to take a combination of games. You need to take the classic on rails arcade game shooters from the '90s. Okay. Right. So take your Virtua Cop's, take your Area Fifty Ones, take your on rail arcade shooters, uh, combine that with Super Hot.
1: Okay. I'm with
0: and you. And combine that with Beat Saber. Okay. You combine all that stuff together, and you basically have what is Pistol
1: combine, Whip. Combine, uh, put it in the microwave for five minutes.
0: Yes. Mash it all up. Yeah. uh microwave on high, make sure that your microwave is a thousand watts for a thousand watt microwave it's about ten minutes and you get a uh, pistol whip uh so pistol whip is a basically um it's a lot like beat saber in that you're basically in the, the same way that like a an arcade shooter is that you're just kind of on rails kind of going through this world in in the case of beat saber you're basically beat saber's more akin to like a a guitar here where you're just standing there and these notes are coming at you and you're slicing them in half
2: with, right right. With dancing your, is optional. With your,
0: with your lightsabers. Dancing is optional. In Pistol Whip, dancing is encouraged. In fact, dancing is the correct way to play Pistol Whip. Uh, because with Pistol Whip, you have a pistol in your hand. And as you're kind of going through this level, it's actually a discrete level uh, that's tied directly to the song. The visuals are different. Uh, the music is, is, of course, different. Uh, and that's where kind of the Beat Saber similarities also lie, is that there's hmm. a, a different song for each level. But the levels look different. and um, and as you're kind of scrolling through this level in VR, you have a gun in your hand and enemies appear and run out at you from the sides and appear in front of you and you shoot them with the gun. Uh the cool part is is that you get more uh points if you shoot the bad guys on the beat of the music. So as you're playing through the game, if you shoot and hit the enemies on the beat,
1: cadence you get more of points. Blasting.
0: Yes. Uh, The other thing is, the other thing that makes it different is that uh, from like a Beat Saber is that, and this is where the super hot comparison comes in, is that as the guys appear, they will eventually shoot at you, a slow moving bullet that's faster than super hot. And that super hot, you have to, you know, when you move, time moves, right? Right, so
2: it goes as fast as you want.
0: in this game, time is just moving. And so when you get shot at, uh, you have to dodge out of the way of those bullets. So it's basically everything is shot and aimed for your head. And the head is the only thing you really have to protect. Like things can like go through your hands or your body. But if it goes to your head, that's when you die. And so when enemies shoot at you, they're aiming at your head. And so you have to dodge out of the way. So you're doing a lot of ducking. You're doing a lot of moving side to side. And uh, all of this is done to a super sick soundtrack that's uh, on Spotify. If you Mm. listen to it, it's really good. Uh, The other thing is that um, there's different, there's a couple different types of enemies. And the only difference is that some require two shots, some require four shots and some require one shot. Um, So does that that mean you
2: just like have to pull the trigger real fast or do you have to like hit different beats or what does that mean that they have, that they take uh, more shots?
0: The the thing is that the cool part is, is that the, when the enemies come out, it's kind of timed where you would be firing on them to the beat or the or the, or the the notes of the song. And so, um, say you have, you know, a, a quick, like, drum, you know, four drum beats in a row, you might get a four-hit enemy in front of you that you have to shoot really quick with four shots. Hmm. And it kind of goes in time with the music. And so, if you play it, and you're shooting all the enemies, and you know the song, you can go through the entire level shooting all the enemies right in time with the music. And it's freaking incredible it's so much fun it's like and it makes you feel like a badass like it, it, this is the john wick of vr games music at this point. <laughs> it, it, of music musical vr arcade shooter art <laughs> games uh with john starring john wick as you or you as john wick uh, Wait, this is, is that is game
1: it, but is it the dark souls of all that <laughs> if it's not uh, a,
0: yeah not interesting <laughs>
1: no actually i i kind of have a question so is this
2: I, I guess i'm sort of getting the idea is it more like a harmonic style like musical art type installation or is it more like a story-based gritty like revenge gun shooter i mean what what
0: no it is definitely an arcade game it is definitely a beat saber and that's that's where that Right, like you, you play through the, the level, and, and there, there's no story, there's no nothing. It's like here's a level, and here's some enemies, and there's a theme to the level, and the musical, the music, and music, you know, kind of yeah. goes along with the way that the enemies pop out. So there's some songs that are a little bit slower. Like for example, there's a song that I I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it goes, and it's kind of a slower song. But the trick is that instead of throwing tons of enemies at you, every time the enemies appear, they shoot a bullet before you can shoot them. Hmm. So right as they appear, they shoot a bullet. So you're slowly having to dodge all these bullets to the and shoot these enemies, and the music's kind of more of a slower-paced right. um, music. So, there's so different it's maybe levels. something like
2: a Space Channel 5, maybe, like where it's like, like, yeah, it's a musical and everybody's dancing, but there's some serious story going on or something. <laughs> uh,
0: it, no, it, it definitely feels like as much of a story as... I mean, less of a story than super hot, you know, it's okay. So, so it really is there, like, there's the, no apparent story. The it's guys in an the shooting is
2: just a vehicle for the music.
0: Yes. And they're, and they're nameless, faceless enemies, just like super hot. So they're just okay. bad guys that run into the screen or appear on the screen and you have to shoot them.
2: Quickly. And each one is worth a downbeat.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, there are different levels. And so when you go to select the track, I believe there's 12 songs available right now. And they're going to be adding more is what the word on the street is. Um, whether that's DLC that's going to be paid for or whether it'll just add free music. I hope it's just free music because I don't want to pay for DLC. But And I think they need more songs, quite honestly. The price tags, I believe it's $30 or $25. Uh, it's definitely worth it, 100% hmm. worth that. Um, but there's different levels, uh, like levels of difficulty. So it's like an easy, normal, and hard. Um, when it's hard, there's more enemies appear, basically. And the song is like exactly the same but there's more enemies on the screen which means you got to react faster, you got to shoot faster um or you get overwhelmed by bullets flying at your head basically and you can't dodge fast enough. You do
1: have uh, a shield so if you get hit once. Legrand. Yeah, when you're ready, you won't have to.
0: Exactly. Seriously, like I've done some serious matrix maneuvers.
1: That's what I like to hear. In,
0: in this while playing while playing pistol whip. It's pretty amazing. Mm. Uh, so, you, you, so you have a shield and so you can get hit twice. And once you get hit once, you can regenerate a shield by either pistol whipping an enemy, which means you melee attack them. You wait for them to get close enough to you, dodge all their bulls and then melee them. It's called the pistol whip. Or, um, there's becomes a little counter on your HUD, uh, that'll tick down from like 10 or 15. And so as soon as you connect with 15 shots, you'll regain your shield back. Um, and it's definitely required at higher levels. I've probably beat maybe half of the levels on the hardest difficulty, um, and I'm working on the other ones. Like this, it's just uh, it's fun just to keep kind of going back to and and playing. Um, there's also modifiers that you can kind of equip. And so if you want to increase your score, you can like equip a modifier. So there's, there's some serious aim assist that happens in order for this to work. Like you have to have aim assist because it's would be insanely difficult if you didn't, but you can turn off aim assist if you want. I've tried it and I failed miserably. Um, and that's kind of removes the arcade funness from the game is if you turn off the aim assist, it becomes like a more of a serious (laughs) shooter. Hmm. Um, and it's a little bit harder, but it does give you more points to your score. And there's leaderboards and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 something else, man. And and I think that there's, there's a really good trailer out. Uh, this is the trailer that came out in the summer, I believe, when they announced the game. Um, and that song is the song called... The song on the trailer is called Are You Afraid? With an R and a U, the letters. Are you afraid? Toys, uh, really are good.
1: you afraid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly just like that uh so the trailer um and the weird thing is you watch that trailer like oh yeah this looks kind of neat like but there's no way there's no way it it, you it acts and looks like this and the way this guy is moving and the things that he's doing there's no way this game is actually that and i i'm here to tell you that it is exactly that and it's awesome sorry for saying but it's awesome and there you go pistol whip anything else you'd like to know about it jeremy uh,
2: no, but you know, every time you say pistol whip, I just can't stop but thinking about a
1: creamy spread. Are the guns real? Like, do they have licenses? That sort of thing.
0: They're no. It's just a generic handgun.
1: Okay, I was just you know because somebody will want to know: Can I use my you know Beretta or whatever in there?
0: No, there there is a uh, um, an option that have two guns. Where you have two guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other thing that ties this back to kind of those arcade shooters is that you have 15 bullets in your magazine, and to reload, you like point your gun off screen right or down and it reloads just like in like you know area 51 you fire off your 10 shots and you have to reload really quick um so it does do that so you have to like kind of be able to flow that in with your shots at the same time so it's i don't know it's a, it's a really really cool game jeremy when you buy your oculus quest for christmas this should be day one produced, this should be one okay sure. all right in fact you should come over to my house and play it like that's how I'm gonna go play it tonight. Like I've played it every single day since I bought it. Like, and I bought it, uh, last like Thursday or Friday. Thursday I bought it. And and it.
2: and only twelve songs, and it's still, still good it's enough.
0: It's so much fun. It like huh. it makes you feel like a badass. Like super hot VR made me feel like a badass. This makes me feel like more of a badass. Wow. So you're pretty it's excited
1: like, for Half Life VR,
0: dude? I'm super stoked for Half Life VR. I'm gonna play it here on my. A uh, Vive Pro that I've got sitting up there. Oh, nice. So, uh, Jeremy, yeah, what VR game have you played? Hey, VR guys. only this this well, issue.
2: When I put my face real close to the monitor, I feel like I'm there. It's
0: like VR. Like, do you move your mouth away from the monitor so you can breathe? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that and also the hallucination effect of like asphyxiating my brain also adds to the effect. Uh, the oh, VR game cool. that I've been playing is not a VR game, but it is in fact Mutant Year Zero: The Road to oh. Eden. Oh, and uh, this is one that I actually... I plan to play this. It's a Game this. Pass game, yeah? Uh, and not Game Pass. Well, it might be on Game Pass, but I got my copy that, that I've been playing off of the um, Epic Game Store. It was on the Epic Game Store free game oh, list. Oh, that's uh, right. I knew it was free ago. somewhere. Yeah, I had it on
0: it... one of my services. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, can't, can't sorry, is
1: this... Uh, you just said the title, but is this the first... One, or is this the second? Because I, I did, I think I did see that there was a second one. There's some DLC
2: that has come out. It is on know, the Game Pass, a by the way. Gotcha. It oh. is on Game Pass. Okay, super, yeah. So I'd recommend playing it for free anywhere. Uh, but it, but it, you know, it might be worth buying. It's all on the Switch also, although I understand that it, it took a, a big downgrade. But uh, I, I would compare Mutant Year, Year Zero to initially, so people compare it to XCOM. I would actually say it's a little bit more like um, Mario versus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, in that it is an XCOM less s- style game well no in fact it's actually probably more serious I mean there's like uh, bones and stuff so it takes place in of course the uh, far-flung bones equals serious bones are serious. bones are serious bones are serious but the, there's like
0: no it's way more serious there's bones there's there bones skulls
2: <laughs> on, on the playground when I'm telling the other kids I'm like there's bones and they're like whoa Dude, that's serious. Bones and skulls, yeah. Uh, so it, it is a, a post-apocalyptic game. There was a um, at, at some point in the in the history of this game, uh, the world ended through either the red plague or through nuclear weaponry or or something like that. And you basically have kind of a uh, isometric view tactical game. With sort of the overgrown ideas of things like Horizon Zero Dawn or uh, The Last of Us or something like that, except you also have mutants and mutants are not like the ugly mutants. They're pretty mutants. So they're like uh, for they're like for some reason. Yeah, don't get excited because for some reason, uh, a dude is just a pig man. Pretty mutants like Jean Grey. Pretty mutants. Pretty
0: mutants like the total recall girl.
2: Yeah, right. with, With three of them. Uh, no, pretty, pretty mutants like, uh, that's not the
0: girl I was talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. Jeremy,
2: I'm glad you went there. (laughs) Pretty, pretty mutants like Bucky O'Hare, where you have like one character who's a rabbit and one character who's a duck and one character who's a gorilla, but they're just kind of talking animals basically. But those are mutants. Um, so you, you start out as a couple of characters, one whose name is Borman, who is a boar or a pig man. Uh, and one whose name is ducks, D U X. And I bet you can't guess what he is.
0: He's a duck? Uh, nope,
2: he's a badger. He's no, a he's a duck. He's a he's a duck. Yeah. Um and uh and, and the thing about this, so you you know, you probably are you can conjure up in your mind what the gameplay is like if I say XCOM or Mario versus Rabbits Kingdom Battle or something yep. like that. Uh, exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Except that those are not the main. I would say that those are at least maybe fifty percent or, or perhaps less of the game uh, because the game itself also has kind of a an exploration traversal element to it. So kind of like Diablo or something like that, where it's sort of a quarter down view. Uh, You actually can run your party of up to three characters, which will be throughout the game a combination of mutants, various animals. There's a fox girl who's not that pretty. Um, There's a a human who's kind of also kind of not that pretty. Uh, And... um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We just, you know, pretty mutants. I just kind of wanted to make sure to qualify this, uh, and and they all have their own particular abilities. So ducks, for example, kind of starts out with a crossbow, which is silent, and Borman starts out with your, you know, kind of shotgun sort of weapons and and boomsticks and things like that, uh, and and so you actually will uh, kind of walk your party through. Forested areas, swamps, things like that. There are pathways that you might want to take. You'll find scrap that you can get. So scrap is a currency in the game that you can use to upgrade weapons. You'll find broken weapon parts. Uh, you'll actually find chests that have new weapons and, and um, uh, armor or... or uh, accoutrements the characters like level that.
0: up and get better at they do stuff. yeah
2: they do so they actually are persistent characters they'll actually gain mutations uh, which means that they'll and and that's basically like oh get two HP or be able to move one more square or be able to do an extra action after sprinting I mean it is fairly analogous to some of the stuff that you've seen in other games but, but the thing about the traversal and the looking around and exploring that is really what you do most of I would say in this game and the thing is that that allows you to set up for a battle battles aren't just like random set pieces so it's not like XCOM where it's like here's your mission go do it. It's not like Mario versus Rabbids, where it's like, well, you can kind of, you know, run from one place to another and then there's a pre-set piece battle in there. You actually have guys who you'll come across who are either wandering around in groups or individually. And you can you can split your individual dudes off and hide them at different points at different points and prepare an ambush for people. And if you can pick guys off, you can basically set the terms of your own encounters. Uh, so the um the combination of hiding, so as you, as you near guys, there'll be kind of a red, uh kind of a, a hurdy looking circular outline where they can see you so you can actually you you work with a flashlight and you can turn the flashlight off and that ring kind of contracts a little bit so you have a little more room to work with and it kind of puts you into sneaky mode and then you can say all right well I'm going to leave ducks here and I'm going to run Borman around here and then I'm going to run someone else over here And uh, and and then you can basically hit a button and say, okay, start this encounter where you can you can basically say, well, I'm going to fight these guys or I'm going to pick off this one dude who's out by himself who no one else is going to hear because I'm going to stealth take him. And then you can go out of combat again and then kind of do it again. And eventually you could say, all right, well, now it's time to engage or you might make a mistake and they see you and suddenly you're in it and it's combat. Um, But then after that, it works pretty much the way that you would expect. I mean, you have guns that have a certain amount of ammo. You can reload them. You'll find grenades. All of your uh, inventory is persistent. You actually have a mode in the game where you can even make your health persistent or you can set it to an easier level where you regenerate all your health at the end of a of a match. But the idea of being able to set up your own terms of what that combat encounter is going to be like is really kind of a neat idea. And I don't think that I've seen another game that I'm aware of in this context that allows you to do that. It's a little bit like when Bioshock was new and it was like, oh, you can set all the traps for the Big Daddy and then you can say when you're going to go. Um, and the game is difficult. So you, you essentially, it's going to be an exercise in setting the odds in your favor as much as possible. You know, finding the stragglers who you can kind of pick off for free, um, you know, engage in combat with them, killing one guy, backing out of combat, going to set it somewhere else, maybe avoiding combat entirely. In fact, the odds are very often stacked against you. People of your same character level are often going to be really difficult. And it'll take multiple hits from both of your characters, like direct hits to hit them and or to kill them. And, and you know, just like with XCOM, you can have, you know, high percentage chance to hit and then whiff it and suddenly you're, you know, the, the entire tide of combat has changed. Um, you can return to your home base at any time. It's called the Ark. It's kind of the last bastion of civilization, which is a combination of humans and mutants. Um, and, and the Kind of the the story of the game, which develops. I mean, it's also a very story based game, and it's kind of neat how how games like XCOM or or even Mario versus Rabbids kind of had a a story element that would progress through. But this this kind of works the same way, where it's like, oh, that you know, the ancients, all the people who came before, had these. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just the kind of the usual. I mean, to be real honest, it's not
1: extremely. Is, novel. Is it driving you through the game, or is the the player uh, driving yes. you through the so, game?
2: so so there's sort of a pseudo open world where you actually have a world map that you can and and all of the areas that you can go through are adjoining. You can either warp there or you can kind of wander your way through and just kind of find stuff and explore. So it's not that it forces you through it, but there's not really a lot of alternatives. There may be some side quests or other things that you can kind of happen upon, um, you know, encounters that are completely optional. Um, you know, the, the 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 various characters also are uh, kind of themed or have different abilities. So so the the bad guys are called ghouls and they're basically like kind of messed up humans, kind of like the uh, I, I guess kind of like the psychos or something in, in Borderlands. Uh, but there are also zone dogs, which are, it, all of this takes place in the zone, which is sort of like the. I don't know what you'd Yeah, call the Chernobyl like exclusion zone. Kind, yeah, kind of. In fact, actually, the dudes are called stalkers. The, the teams of guys that you send out, they call them stalkers, the, the mutants. Yeah, and, I've you know, heard a
1: little about it. You know, it's a little bit of, a little bit of homage there. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah.
2: And there are like fun. So, Legrand, you were mentioning earlier, like, oh, is it kind of doesn't take itself so serious. And actually, there is sort of a sense of humor to the game. Like, um, you'll come across. Um, well, a,
0: a game about playing a dug up. Duck a pig and a hippopotamus. It's yeah, they be like funny. walk
2: into a bar. Yeah, exactly. And, but they play it totally straight. So like the characters are all like, you know, we're gonna have to kill these guys and butcher them and eat their meat or whatever. They they don't actually say that. But you know, it's it's something like that where it's like you know the voice actors play it straight up. Uh, it, honestly, I kind of mentioned Duck, Bucky O'Hare a little bit earlier. If you guys, I don't know if you guys ever watched that cartoon, but it was like I'm a green rabbit, but I'm dead serious about life, or or whatever. You know, it's it's kind of like that. But then you'll you'll come across these moments where it's like. Um, you know you'll find the remnants of society and they'll find like a, a little kid's playhouse like one of the little baby plastic baby slides you know that you just have like three steps on the ladder and then a little slide and they'll be like whoa this must have been for some seriously small people this is messed up or, or you know something like that and that you know so there's a little bit of like a tongue-in-cheek from time to time um, but generally speaking it is very well done uh, if you can get it for free from you know free quote-unquote from either the xbox game pass or if you did happen to pick it up on the epic game store well well worth it i'm actually really impressed with it and pleased. It it does seem like a, so to speak, a a good evolution of, of that genre. Um, I, I just like the idea of being able to set the terms of your own encounters and very often like I said you'll need it because uh, th- this much like I mean as much as I wish I could I, I find myself loading after something goes horribly wrong um, in order to win you generally need things to go your way <laughs> and very often they don't uh, so, so you really want to find every excuse to just try and cheese the game which is not really cheesing Sounds it's like how like you fun. actually want to play yeah exactly yeah that's it that's exactly huh. it
0: um, well that, and, that's and that's the reason that I mean I was actually kind of interested from what I've heard of the game, but
2: mm-hmm. now
0: that I know that it's an XCOM game, I don't want to play it anymore.
2: Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely very. I,
0: I can't deal with those. Like you said, like you feel like if something goes bad, you have to reload. Like that's just me all the time. Like I can't deal with the pressure. They, and the I stress mean, they, they do
2: give you uh, some add. chances for redemption. I mean, you can you can revive your guys pr- pretty much all the time. Um, you know, and and again, I've I've been playing it actually on the on the setting where I get all my health back, so I I don't have to make it you know such a such a grind.
1: I imagine but. there's probably not like a permadeath setting, right? Because your your characters are always your characters. They don't. No, they don't cycle actually. In.
2: So here's the thing. So I've actually had my main characters die, and there are cutscenes with, but but they almost look they're they're sort of stills, like hand drawn stills. And it kind of looks like, you know, maybe like one character could be missing, like if they wanted to just like easily take him out and where where the cutscene was before was like, oh, oh, yeah, me and ducks went to this thing. It could just be like, oh, I went to this thing and they take out the character who died. I don't actually know that, but I feel like they could do it. I have had characters bleed out and die um, and then and then they're just gone. Um, So, yeah, uh, it it definitely has that element of difficulty to it, but I I feel like the package is is different and interesting enough, the fact that you can kind of wander around and, and it kind of engages me a little bit more than it's just like, well, prep for this mission and then now you're there um there is sort of a permanence or a persistence to the world and to you know kind of how it works um i think that the barks and the dialogue are kind of fun you know as you're sneaking around you'll come across camps of dudes and they're talking about interesting things and you know sometimes there'll be some funny stuff um but but i do think that it is enough of a spin on that XCOM formula that mario rabbits kingdom battle formula um that it is worth playing even if it's not generally the kind of thing you do. I would say just set it to an easy mode and, and kind of play through it because you, I don't think that you typically have to worry so much about, uh, you don't have to worry so much like in, you do in XCOM where it's like, okay, I've just built myself into a scenario where I can't escape it because it, it really is not very much about the long game. It's more of the tactical than the strategic. So it, it's more about gotcha. just like, hey, have fun, walk these guys through the, the environment. You know, shoot some dudes stealthily, let them comment like, "Whoa, yeah, that was bad. That was badass." Uh, and and just kind of enjoy it. Uh, but it is like like Le- said, it is on uh, Epic. Uh, or I'm sorry, it is on the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, it was free a while ago on Epic Game Store. So if you got that, I would definitely recommend jumping into that. That is uh, Mutant Year Zero: Road to Eden. There is some DLC. It is available also on the Switch. I've heard that the Switch took a pretty significant hit as far as. Um, visuals and and stuff like that i guess to to fit it onto that platform but uh yeah i I would say try it for free
1: for sure if you can cool man there you go all right um so i just have a, a very quick update on assassin's creed syndicate oh yeah i've played far enough into the game now to uh see it really sort of unfold into to what it actually is uh and the biggest thing that is that this game seems to be contributing to the whole thing uh, is um, the grapple gun, which uh, allows you to basically, you know, it is it is kind of what it sounds the Batman. like. Uh, Batman. Yeah, it's, it's sort of the Batman thing where you um, just hit a button and then they literally like shoot like a rope dart up to the very of whatever building they happen to be standing next to or you can kind of aim it you know um, in a very light sense you don't really you sort of like look where you want it to to go and then it'll pre-populate like um, acceptable context uh, or you know contextual button prompts like if you kind of like looking at a ledge or whatever there's no like reticle or anything um but yeah, it's – basically what it does is it allows you to very quickly scale the side of a building or you can set up zip lines from like high perch to high perch. So like if you're on top of a spire uh, of like some you know church or whatever and then there's like a tall tree across the way, you can just throw a zip line out and then climb over and uh, you're able to do these things like pretty quickly. So it adds a lot more um, fast movement around the world that you can do. And it also allows you to do things like uh, get found by the guards and then quickly escape like up the side of some building so that you can just, you know, shake them I off. That, and I you... did
0: that a lot in Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah it, it's basically – it's it's that mechanic, right? And I think it's a pretty good and sort of natural addition to Assassin's Creed, um, especially one in this time period, which the, this this sort of Industrial Revolution London time period kind of lends itself to a sort of Batman-like atmosphere. You know what I'm talking about? I think they even have like a – what is it? Like Gotham like Gaslight or something. It's like a steampunk Batman. Um, but yeah, it's it, – uh, it's cool. It's fun. And I'm, I'm enjoying sort of getting back into the Assassin's Creed thing. Right now, I'm just sort of letting it guide me through the game, like mission. by. I'm just going and doing the next obvious mission, you know? Um, and when you play a game like this in that manner, it's... It, it, it really like kind of pampers you and treats you like, uh, if you want to just be like Mr. Casual Gamer, right. You'll, you'll find that like, it's very easy. It's to, to do that. Like the, the seat is warm, you know, like there's a, there's an indentation just in the perfect shape of your butt right there in the seat that you can like lay back and, (laughs) and let the game guide you through like the path of least resistance, you know? Right. Um, Whereas uh, often when I've played games like this, I've, I've been the consummate, like against the grain gamer like i'm gonna go and find like all those damn flags Uh, or you know like uh it wants me to go this way so i'm going the other way because i just want to make sure i can see every single little thing right and break sequences and all this other stuff um but uh no i'm just kind of enjoying the like like i said the casual gamer experience right now with uh assassin's creed and uh, so This series started doing maybe almost just since the very beginning. It's had like um, equipment upgrades. You know, you can uh, spend some some of your imaginary currency that you've collected to like get a better sword or a better, uh, you know, the punch dagger. Gauntlet thing, what do they call that? The hidden right. blade. <laughs> you get yourself a better <laughs> hidden blade. <laughs> um, like
0: super, it's like way stabbier when you upgrade it.
2: Well, well, I was, I was actually thinking. You know, we were talking before the show about Assassin's Creed Revelations, where yes. they did the, the, like the hook thing or whatever that thing was, that yeah, claw that you yeah, did that helped
1: Ezio climb.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was like climbing, and then it would you could like vault over dudes, and then they had zip, zip lines line in there in as long as they too. were, pre, yeah, uh uh-huh, as long as they were pre-made zip lines. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, now you can make you can build your own, Shoot your own zip lines yeah. <laughs> yeah. Battlefield 2 did that. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, like The Legend of Zelda with the hookshot had something like that, you know. <laughs> um but yeah, it's you know, it's Assassin's Creed. It's this one is set in Oliver Twist, so that's kind of what it is. Um please, sir, can I have some more zip line? I'm, I'm pretty sure the the peaky blinders are hanging out somewhere not far ah, away. Cool. Uh nice. So yeah, I'm you know, I'm just having a good time. Right on. Right on. That's
0: kind it of looks, what you do with Assassin's Creed games. You uh, mm-hmm. have a good time. That's Sit what they're back
1: for. in your warm recliner. What's the, the
0: latest Assassin's Creed game that they came out with?
2: Odyssey. Odyssey, I think. That's yeah. right. But they're going to be I doing that, that Assassin's Creed spinoff uh, that's based on Greek mythology that I'm really looking forward to. It's kind of a- Is that
1: actually an Assassin's Creed spinoff? Or no, is no, it's it's assassin- just, it just no. like,
2: looks like Assassin's Creed or, it, or like Breath of the it, Wild. Like
1: materially in our What's that called?
2: I think it is a spinoff. Sure. Uh, Mythology or something, Yumi,
1: soft, something, tree, something
2: of the gods pathology. or something.
1: Pantheon, thing. Thing. Uh, of gods, the gods and monsters. Gods
2: and monsters. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm
1: kind of looking Skull forward and forward bones, that gods and monsters. Lighthearted
0: Greek mythology adventure game. That's the one.
1: That's Lighthearted. One. I'm out.
0: Lighthearted Blood and guts, please. is what
2: we're all about here at the Game Bite Show, and, uh, you know, we want you to feel that, too. And if you are feeling that, let us know about that. Tell us about the games that you've been playing or comment on the games that we talked about by reaching out to us on social media. We can be found on Twitter at Game Byte Show. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand and I am at Count Elmdor. You can also find our fourth man, Jared Redeye Dunn, who is in charge of our streaming. He does 1.5 streams per week-ish, something like that. Uh, Find him over at twitch.tv slash gamebyteshow. Uh, This past week, we decided to just kind of chill it out a little bit, and we played some golf it. Uh, and actually, it was one of the more fun streams that we've done. It was, actually, uh, it was actually quite a lot of fun. So check that out over at twitch.tv or find our archive at youtube.com slash gamebyteshow. Check out our website, gamebyteshow.com, where you can find a back catalog of all of our podcasts. Send your friends over there. Makes the perfect Christmas gift for the low, low price of $0. Uh, tell them that you spent extravagantly to get them that podcast. Uh, just a little bit of a gift guide hint for you there. Uh, And of course, find a link to our Discord server where you can come and engage with us and uh, post some dank memes. Uh, We got the the memes out there that we're gathering for you so that uh, you don't have to go find them. We bring them to you all in one meme place along with deals and uh, just some general good times and discussion. Uh, But as Legrand mentioned, we'll be back not too long from now at the top of the week to talk to you about the video game news that's coming at you, new releases, and a special fun topic to discuss. You may already have some ideas for that, so wait for that not too long and uh, folks that's going to do it for this episode of your Game Bite Show podcast so thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next
0: time. See ya. Good seeing you.